everyone. Welcome back to the Pro Bono Happy Hour. I'm Eva Richardson, the law firm Pro Bono Project Assistant at PBI. Today we've got a really special episode for you. I spoke with Aileen Bleach at Sutherland, Asbill, and Brennan. Aileen gave us a behind-the-scenes look at the firm's new Pro Bono video and how it was made. We hope you enjoyed the interview. Eileen, thanks for joining us today. We were excited to see Sutherland's new pro bono video recently and thought all of you did an excellent job. Thanks so much. We appreciate it. I thought we'd start off by playing the video, so let's take a listen. We have the, the great benefit of Sutherland of, of being able to stand on the shoulders of giants. Uh, the people that preceded us um, not only had a commitment to pro bono, but a dedication to pro bono. Sutherland has a long history of commitment to pro bono work. It's been a long-standing tradition of the firm where pro bono has been important back from the days in the 20s and 30s. Pro bono has always been part of the firm's DNA and culture. We obviously have a dedicated pro bono partner as well as a dedicated pro bono staff. We've always thought it part of our obligation, duty to, to both our cities and to the legal profession that we take on cases for those who can't otherwise afford it. Our commitment extends from the you know, highest levels of our management down to um, our first year associates. If you can go to a partner and say, I would like to take on this case, that will only increase their level of respect for you. And you know, most of the time they'll ask if they can help or be involved. Without a pro bono component to your law practice, it's hard to imagine uh, you're becoming a, a well-rounded lawyer. You know, if you're standing up in a courtroom or you're meeting with a client and you end up solving a problem for that client, you feel pretty damn good. Their relationship with us as their pro bono attorneys is the first time the system has worked for them. Fiona was born premature and she suffered severe brain damage. I received a letter stating that they were gonna reduce us to 24 hours a week of nursing care. I tried to find help. I called lawyers, but I didn't have any money. You had the opportunity to work with someone who really needed help, and Viana was one of those people. Viana was able to keep her nursing. Sutherland really did whatever it took to help us. Andrew Laguerre, he was a runaway from Massachusetts. He was down here age 17. He killed a guy, uh, and he was sentenced to death. The main thing I was dealing with was coming to terms with what I had done and who I was, and how to live any kind of meaningful, purposeful life. The prosecutor was aggressive, and he, and he wanted the death penalty, but I wanted to live. Had the case for 12 years. We went through uh, three retrials. The fourth time, he came back down to a trial, and we won that. He got a life sentence. He's now out, he's married, he's working, and he's a very satisfied client. I was never just another case. I was a human being, someone worthwhile someone who had a right to live, someone who deserved to live, and that's the way he felt about it. Success is measured by the smile on my client's face you know, when we have a, a good result. We have a great privilege um, in what we do in that we're able to help people. If you're privileged to practice law, you have a duty to help others. We've all been incredibly lucky and we owe a real obligation to people to, to use the benefit of that luck for them. We are gonna to continue to look for high impact cases where we can make a difference, but we're also gonna to continue to work in the community for the landlord-tenant cases, the domestic violence cases, the one at a time pro bono matters that make such a huge difference to those clients.
start off, why did the firm decide to make a pro bono video? So we really hadn't done any kind of internal or external marketing piece in a long time. A lot of our um, internal storytelling was um, forwarding firm-wide emails, and we really wanted um, some kind of marketing piece internally just to share the stories of these big client wins um, and make everyone um, who wasn't necessarily involved with the case experience the life-changing results that these clients are are, are getting mm-hmm. from our giving pro bono services, and then also externally, we really didn't have um, an annual report or anything that really um, described what we were doing. And when we were getting requests from people or people going onto our website, it was just very text heavy. And Uh so we wanted um, a communications piece that had a little bit um, more motion to it. Great. And as far as deciding on the content, um, can you talk a little bit about this decision-making process and, and who was involved? Yeah, so um, this came out, our ProVento partner, John Fleming, and I had kind of discussed, um, you know, from the beginning of whether we wanted to an annual report and what what kind of marketing piece we wanted. Once we decided on the video, um, we had kind of used our experience going to PBI conferences and then also um, just looking at what a lot of corporations and their corporate social responsibility departments are doing. Um, And we decided that storytelling where the video would feature pro bono clients was um, the priority for us. Uh, We have clients that come and speak at our annual pro bono awards, and it really sticks with people throughout the year. So we wanted to make sure we were representing um, the pro bono clients that were served. And how did you decide which clients to feature in the video? Andrew Laguerre, um, our death penalty client, he had actually been a longtime um, client of our pro bono partner, John Fleming's. And so he came and spoke at our pro bono awards a few years ago and was just a wonderful speaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just knew he would he would come off great on film. And we wished we had gotten some better footage of him when he had spoken in person. Um, so he was definitely someone we wanted on the list. And then we've done a lot of disability rights cases and with um, – a client and her mother, I guess, that they're together. Um, it was really important for us that we share their story because it is um, something we're going to continue to be involved with on a pro bono basis, not necessarily even just their individual cases, but on a larger scale. Mm-hmm. And we knew that they would be want, they would want to be a part of the video. Wanting to be a part of the video is another thing. Right. right. Uh, we also had a third client that was going to be in the video, but unfortunately her daughter got sick um, the day we were filming, but we also had a domestic violence and immigration from a client who was supposed to be in the video as well. So oh, okay. maybe for the next one. Yeah, definitely. And how did you decide which lawyers to include in the video? A lot of the lawyers that are in the video are people who have taken major roles in pro bono projects. Mm-hmm. Um, it features our pro bono chair in our D.C. office, and everyone in the video has taken on um, a large amount of pro bono. You've got Tom Byrne, um, a partner in our firm, who had um, taken on a Supreme Court case a couple years ago where they won 9 pro bono. Um, so really it's people who um, exemplify pro bono at the firm. Mm-hmm. So internally they're also um, being viewed as champions, which, which they are for the program. And did you um, did the pro bono team creating this video work with any other departments within the firm? Yeah, definitely. Uh, the marketing technology guy was very mm-hmm. helpful because uh, when the editor was asking what kind of file we needed to be compatible, I didn't know any of that stuff. So our tech team was involved oh, right. um, with actually getting the final product. And our marketing department 
I, I just wanted their opinion. We all worked very closely together. So I kind of went through the, the filming list with them and just made sure I kind of had their blessing on everything that was going on. And they were excited about the project. So when uh, we finally had the video in hand, they created a whole rollout plan and were part of um, the release of the video. What is What does that rollout plan include and how have you kind of marketed this externally? So the rollout plan started with a premiere at a firmwide partners meeting. Um, and then later that afternoon, everyone got the option. They got a, a kind of a link and a preset message that they could then forward on to their own contacts. Um, and then a firmwide email went out to um, anyone whose name was added onto a, a distribution list. Um, and then they also sent out um, kind of a press release and then had it rotating on the main carousel of the, of the webpage um, mm-hmm. that first week. And for a project like this, how do you manage the budget? Um, do you encounter any difficulties finding the time to fit this into your schedule or finding the resources to get this done? So we were very, very lucky. Um, when we were looking at vendors, our pro bono partner's neighbor is actually a producer who has his own production company filming these kinds of commercials mm-hmm. um, but for, for paid businesses. And he donated our... Um, his production services pro bono, and he was able to find kind of friends in the industry he had worked with who were on our price point. So I kind of calculated how much it would cost to produce and print an annual report over four years, which mm-hmm. is what we would consider the shelf life of the video, and um, just tried to stay in that number. And luckily, having somebody who's willing to donate the production services themselves um, ended up making it possible for us to have a very high quality video. We didn't want to do a video if we didn't think it was going to be um, well produced. So Mm -hmm. to us, that was one of the most important things. And if we couldn't find um, kind of a high level vendor and a a high quality um, final product, we weren't going to release it. So uh, we lucked out on that one. Yeah, definitely. And do you have any lessons learned from the whole video making process that you'd like to share? Uh, definitely when you said about finding the resources of time, mm-hmm. um, trying to schedule travel for um, when people are going to be in the Atlanta office to find time to shoot because uh, we have people from across the firm who are in the video. Um, and then also just a time of having somebody interview. None of this was um, scripted. So uh-huh. we just interviewed people for uh-huh. about a half an hour. And when you break all that down into three minutes, it's really hard to lose so many wonder, wonderful one-liners and some of the great stories that you just can't fit into three minutes. So right. um, one of the lessons learned that I'm, I'm hoping we can kind of, you know, work off of from here is we want to use that footage in another way uh-huh. um, because it's, it's very hard to, to break something down into such a short amount of time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was going to ask about that, actually, what other plans for any leftover footage you had. So that's, um, that's great that you have so much leftover. Do you know at all yeah. what you're going to do with that? Yeah, we're definitely, um, we're going to continue, I think, to film client stories as clients want to be involved. Uh-huh. And whether that's through the same group of folks or not, we're, we're not sure. But um, we're going to dig into kind of the footage that we have and, yeah. and, and everything that kind of is on the cutting room floor. But it was very valuable to re-edit the video to keep it fresh as, as we like. And then um, some of the stories we're going to take out. For example, there is um, a, a woman from actually the Coca-Cola company. She's retired, and she's a pro bono advocate, and she was in the video because she had worked on the same immigration case um, for the client we were going to feature. And um, 
she talks a, a lot about this one, with one woman's story in particular and has a, a, a very good clip about the business case for pro bono and um, how nice it was to work together. And so that's the kind of, um, that's the kind of video that I, I would like to keep and find another use for. Um, that's still to be determined. I'm also curious, you said you, you didn't do any of the interviews scripted. Um, so did you, what was the thought process behind that um, decision? Because I know some other pro bono videos are scripted. Yeah, so that actually made us a little bit nervous, but it was the um, producer's recommendation, and he just thought it was going to come off too stiff. Mm-hmm. And we went in knowing we wanted to feature pro bono clients, and we went in knowing we wanted um, the internal folks to be you know, pro bono champions and, and have a a leadership role by being in the video and in itself it being appreciation for all they've done for the firm. Mm-hmm. But um, the idea of scripting it, I have seen videos where it, it does seem a little bit um, too purposeful. Yeah. And I'm glad we did it that way because we had certain leading questions like describe your favorite pro bono moment. Why do you participate in pro bono? Right. Just kind of the general questions. And we'd like to see where, it, where that led. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, it led to the same place, mm-hmm. um, which is where we got a lot of the, you know, repetitive how proud they are of the firm content. And it was it was nice because it wasn't something we were prompting people to say. Mm-hmm. It actually is how people feel. Um, so we wanted it to be genuine. We wanted it to be in their own words. And we didn't want it to feel like um, when people saw the video internally that, oh, they're just being told to say this. Everybody um, who provided content, that, that was their own words. Mm-hmm. And just curious, did you have any bloopers from the process that were particularly funny? Or? So I'm very upset because we were going to have a blooper reel, and that was definitely part of it, but we were working with such professionals. They had this whole sound audio mixing thing going on where a lot of the bloopers came when the cameras weren't rolling. Uh-huh. So, and, and a lot of the bloopers come when things are scripted, and since we didn't script it, we didn't have a lot of content, but oh, yeah. if you do another video, we're definitely getting bloopers. Yeah, that's a fun <laughs> idea. <laughs> um, and to wrap things up, I'm curious to hear if there's any other pro bono projects at the firm that you're particularly excited about right now. Um, I think that the video has kind of in itself launched its own little internal cultural rah-rah around pro bono. So oh, we're going to be having our pro bono awards um, over the next a couple of months in all of our offices and we're going to kick it off with, you know, popcorn in the pro bono video and then have um, pro bono client speakers um, at those awards as well. And it's open to everyone at the office, not just attorneys. And to me, um, I'm, I'm just excited about what the video has launched in terms of um, getting everybody excited, whether, you know, marketing, human resources, technology services, all the people that keep our pro bono program running. Um, I think that, I'm most excited about the continuation of the storytelling and the energy it's brought to the office. Well, Aileen, thank you so much for talking with me today about Sutherland's new pro bono video. It was fascinating to get a behind-the-scenes look at how it was made. Great. I'm happy to talk about it. Thanks so much. Thanks again for listening to our interview with Aileen Bleach at Sutherland as Bill and Brennan. We've tweeted Sutherland's pro bono video, so visit our Twitter feed at ProBonoINST to check it out. You can also hear more about Sutherland's pro bono program in our previous interview with John Fleming. To listen to that episode and others, visit www.probonoinst.org podcast. 
By the way, we love listener mail. We love it so much that we're planning a future episode devoted to the mailbag. If you have thoughts, comments, questions, or anything else about Pro Bono, send them to us at probono at probonoinst.org. But be warned, we just might read them on the air. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time on the Pro Bono Happy Hour.